Blog Talk Radio. Well, how about that? This is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, here on Blog Talk Radio, the K Factor, where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it. You know, when I first started conceptualizing this show with a wonderful team of professionals, we were talking about what is it, what is the one thing in the world that everybody needs more of? Well, it's kindness. And people say, well, what does that mean? And they want to talk about random acts of kindness. Well, kindness really is both random acts and then very intentional behaviors and attitudes and situations. This show is designed to be all about kindness, about bringing it into your world, whether you are listening to us auditorily or you are watching us visually. What I've done with this platform just recently in the last several weeks is right now this episode on Blog Talk Radio is simultaneously being recorded on a Zoom call. And so it's a visual experience. How do you get to that Zoom call? Well, it's posted. It will be uploaded at the end of each episode onto the new YouTube channel, which is still Dr. Dub Carlin. But guess what? For every single day of the week, there is a theme. And today's theme I'm really happy to tell you about, it is called Tuesdays with Tessa. Tessa Tuesdays. And Tessa Greenspan is a very dear old friend of mine and a business associate. We have known each other from decades. And her delightful quality inspires me, the way in which she motivates me, the way in which her gentility always prevails. She's smart, she comes from nothing, and she has turned her life into a a spectacular, friendly, intelligent, kind success story. I called the episode Tuesdays with Tessa because of a book that inspired me, Tuesdays with Maury, which was written by Mitch Album. It was a great book, and it was turned into a movie. So here's the movie and the audio. It's my pleasure to introduce my darling friend, Tessa Greenspan. Good morning, Tessa. Good morning. And how are you today? I know you are, and there's never been a day when I've talked to you that you haven't given me an affirming response to that, no matter what was going on in your world, and it's not like your world has been a cakewalk. No, but we always have a choice of how we're going to uh, address anything, and really, it's really important to give back to our center of joy and the peace that passes all our decisions. So where is it that you came from, Tessa? I'm I'm interested in every bit of your story and I and I know a lot of it, but you still have got uh so much content that there I think we can do this forever. Maybe we will do this forever. Yeah. But um tell your story about who you are. What is it that you do now? And then let's walk backwards a little bit. What do I do now? Yeah. Well, one of the things I'm doing is we are, we are recording and, and hopefully this will inspire, encourage, and help people to be kind and more loving. So that really is yours and my goal. Yeah. The kind and, and love, it really they're interchangeable. Yeah. So, 
where I am is I am doing Zoom book club. I am doing Zoom speaking. I uh, am taking classes with a professor from Western University twice a week, speech and speaking. I am learning more about YouTube. I mean, I've made really great um, use of the time that we've been sort of inside. So I'm learning more about YouTube, Instagram. I'm learning about um, many different kinds of things that I really didn't ever take the time to do. So it's been a really great time of learning. I also have a Shopify account that I'm setting up with all pets. So, <laughs> I mean, so it's been a learning for uh, every single thing. What do you mean a Shopify account I for pets? A, for pets? Well, I have, uh, and it's, it will, it's going live soon, but uh, a Shopify, because I love pets, and I feel that pets bring so much joy and happiness to everyone, but Anyway, it, we'll start with a pet bed that stops and cuddling, but there will be everything for pets. We have cute things. I, I will develop a Facebook page that will have so many cute things. I'll have contests of the cutest dogs, the cutest cats, <laughs> all of this. So that's another way to have fun. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Well, you remind me of our, of our dear friend, Araceli who with her dog Bella, her little French yeah. bulldog, that dog is haute couture, <laughs> yeah. exemplified, and she is famous for her dogs. That's true. And yeah, and, true. and certified as service dogs and so they go everywhere with her and they they are the personality that associates with her. <clears throat> That's true. That's true. So this is really, I mean, so this has been fun, but it's really been a learning lesson. So I feel, though, um, that learning and growing is so important. Engaging our mind is so important for aging well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Always be excited and have things to look forward to and learning and growing. Yeah. So that's You know, I'm always amazed at people who at at our ages – will start to lament. You know, well, I'm an old man now. Oh, I'm getting to be an old woman now. So, and then and then it follows with the litany of complaints and 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 I I have compassion compassion and also an inspiration to turn it and say, "Wait a second. Aging is a natural process and it how you age is contingent on what you're doing in your head." Because your thoughts are going to lead where your body goes. So true. Yeah. And you and I are both such health proponents. Yeah. And and one of the things that, that was a platform for you and I, where you and I met was, um, and you and I both really love our entrepreneurial status in this in this life. And, and we've been able to um, generate revenues. Uh, durably over the course of our lifetimes, of course, there's always dips and swells. I don't care if you're a full-time employee with a major corporation, but as lifelong entrepreneurs, direct marketing is something that we've both engaged in and done it in ways to be invitational, not pushy and not, you know, what's the next new shiny object, but we've explored lots of different companies. And the first introduction for you and I was through Linda Duke, and it was on a healthy beverage, 
and it was uh, powerful and natural, and we had a lot of fun with it. And when you first got introduced to me by Linda, she brought you over to my house as the organic lady, and I said, wait a second, I met you in your store. Linda, you took me to her store. And that was our introduction. And so that was the Sappington Market, wasn't it? Yes, it was. So talk about that and and why it is that that was uh, sort of your baseline success. Well, I bought the store, or we opened the store in 1981. I did with father and son. Um, and I went to them. They lived. Uh, they had a chain of stores in Illinois. And I asked them if they wanted to partner with me, and they did. So our agreement was that they ran the store because they had a chain of stores, and so they had uh, more experience than me. So I was more or less a silent partner. So 1981 in April is when we opened the store. In December, and I was not paying attention, and I take total responsibility. You know, we must take responsibility for the things that happen to us in our lives because yeah. either we're not paying attention or we're just doing other things. I was doing other things. I was big into charity and so was not paying any attention. October 30th, 1986, they wanted a, a meeting. So we met. They handed me the keys and said they were declaring bankruptcy. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So it really, uh, near, it was nearly after a year. 
But that took me down. Um, and again, it was from the strength of working. I mean, I would work 10, 12, 14 hours a day and then go home and work on books all night. Yeah. So, because I was never going to let anyone else um, have control of anything. Yeah, and you weren't going to have any more surprises. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and you know, the things that happen to us in life many times turn out to be the best learning lessons that we could ever get. Yeah, absolutely. I believe there's no such thing as an accident in life. There just isn't. You know, whatever it is that gets delivered to us, whatever our interactions are, it's an opportunity. And and you and I are, are very dedicated to the idea of mind-body connection, mindfulness, and and having our attitudes be sparkling. And it, yeah. and it, and it, and it's not always easy, but it's very simple, because if, if we believe that the control of everything comes through our brain, through our thoughts, through our mind, there's only one person in there who's influencing us. Everything else that's external, we can't blame that. We have to, you know, Katie, bar the door. You can't come in here if it's icky. Yeah. I'm I'm barring the door, and you can't come in here. We got to hold it at bay, and so. One of the things I love about our connection is that you've really taught me a value of something. And I, and I had components of it, but yours is really elongated, dedicated, and, and uh, um, uh, you, live, you live with me by example. So talk about your morning routine because I just think that this is really important and fascinating. You get up in the morning at what time and then – Tell us about your journey of the surf, the first few hours of your day. Now, around six, I get up and I um, have I meditate and and I feel that uh, prayer is asking God and meditation is listening to hear. So that's my definition. Oh, I love I'm that. Pushing it on anyone else? Yeah. That's my definition. Right. I meditate. I have three different dailies that I read, and then I write at least 10 things or more that I'm thankful and grateful for, and then I, I might write some of the passages that I've read, um, and like today's going to be a great day, or many other kinds of things like that, and then I read it back to myself, and by the way, writing it by hand, not typing, yeah. is so important because the, the, um, it changes the neurotransmitters in your brain because somehow from your hand to your brain, it, it works much better than if you were to type it. Well, let me pause you for a second. Okay. One of the books I know that you are using as one of your three is this, right? Which is three, yes. 365 Days of Richer Living by Ernest Holmes. And this is timeless. Tessa gave me this book years ago, and I thought that I lost it. Uh, not lost it. It was hiding for, from me in my residence and and when i when i i uh, discovered that i reordered it from amazon and so i've started it fresh but then of course its old pal reappeared and i thought wow like the spine is worn out the pages have been written over year after year so inside of this wonderful book it's every every page in here 365 pages has got the date without the years. So you go through it time and time again. Mm -hmm. 
and I, it's this is my fifth year going through it. Well, and it's and it's delightful. What are your other two books that are your resources? Uh, it's Science and Mind. It's a daily. Science and Mind. Mm-hmm. And, and who's the author? Wait, wait. Who's the author of that? Science and Mind is, is um, Centers for Spiritual Living. Okay. Okay. And then what's the third resource? Okay. And then I have some passages uh, from the Bible. I, I like the ones that are, are updated, not not being dialed. Okay. And um, then I have Abraham Hicks daily. Oh, yeah. Great. That's mm-hmm. great. Okay. And so you read Abraham Hicks or you listen? It's a daily. And then I have a daily on my phone, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I have a daily book um, that has different messages. And so, you know, sometimes they uh, um, appeal to me and, and sometimes not. But whatever appeals to me, I write it. Yeah. As if it's mine. Why am I so grateful? Why am I in such alignment? I say why because when you ask why, it gets to your subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind starts looking for the reason. Yes, exactly. I love that. Let me let me uh, go back to one of the points that you made because this is really important. So, um in the science of psychology, doing holism, one of the things that we know is that, yes, we can fly our fingers across the keyboard, but we want the visceral, tactile experience of putting the writing utensil into our hand and touching the paper and doing the cursive or the printing. Because, um, and Tessa said this, I just want to go into a little bit more, more detail. When we do sensory integration, what that means is that we are engaging all of our senses, our visual, our auditory, our tactile. And by the way, you might not think that there's an olfactory uh, component to writing, but if you're using a pencil and paper, you smell the wood of the pencil. If you're using a natural pencil, you can even smell the ink of the pen and and the more elaborate your tools or the more simple your tools you're engaging that now in terms of what's what's uh what's uh you know your uh, gustatory well you don't have to like bite the paper or lick the pencil or the pen but you're engaging five out of your six senses and and the the fifth one is your tactile your kinesthetic you are creating a pathway between all of these senses that you're engaging and you are transmitting in in your neuronal firings which is all your nerve endings firing the message into your brain this is what we're doing now this is what's important and it solidifies in your brain activity and becomes part of your imprinting your memory and it's ready for your conscious as well as your unconscious mind. And you start processing this. And it's really powerful and beautiful. I agree. And, and really, you know all of these things much more than I do. Um, That's and, why we're a good team. Yes, it is. So, um, And I've learned a lot from you. One of the things, too, that I feel is so important is to sit quiet. To just sit quiet. Every once in a while, sit quiet. And just clear your mind. Just be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would like to encourage every single person that's listening 
to just keep a short journal um, of things to be grateful for every single day. You know, I always say, and I now release these words to my God. So, um, and I know it's done. I say those things. I write those things also. I love that. I release these words to my God, and I know that it's done. So, it really is a process. If you do something long enough, it does rewire your brain. It does, absolutely. That you're happier, that you're healthier. Many other kinds of things, when you put things in your mind enough, and it's habit, you don't become positive if you've been negative all your life. You can, though, step by step by step, and, and just continually doing it often. Yes, in a process. Yes, it really is about... You know, here's the funny part of this. What we're talking about here is about retraining, reprogramming. Yeah. And and I have a vision and a dream. And a wonderful uh, friend of mine, and you've gotten to know her from my, my Facebook pages, is Dr. Joy Martina. And her mission is to spread joy through the world. And she's got she's got a program of joyful kids. And she's building a tribe for that. And which, what her mission is, particularly internationally, she's, she's British, she's Austrian, her husband is from Arubia, Aruba, he's a physician, and they put together this program so that we can start training children to meditate, to relax, to learn to chill, to, to learn to capture stress and turn it. Well, that's wonderful because learning those skills, unless you had parents who did that for you, it hasn't been a part of the natural curriculum. Now, you and I are dealing most often with adults who haven't had that training, so we're trying to walk them into it in a process. And by the time people get to adulthood, you know, the statement that we both hear a lot is, oh, well, this is just me. Well, okay, yeah, but you are whoever you want to be. Whatever you would like to recreate, because we can rewrite your story. It's true. <clears throat> yeah. But you're right. That's where it starts. And really, if we would all focus and concentrate and help those that are teaching these children, the better off. It, I read an article. I get the Mindful magazine also. Okay. And one of the things that they are teaching young children, even younger than grade school, even younger than kindergarten, how to meditate. Oh, yeah. If we could help and empower and encourage everyone to do that, because that's where things start, is with the children, then the, the next generations will be so much more peaceful yeah. and fear. There was a book that was published, um, must be almost 50 years ago now, called Loving Hands, and it's in black and white, and it's a small five-by-seven book, and... It might be 100 pages, maybe. And it was written by a woman from India. And it is massage technique for infants. And it is beautiful. And, and the loving hands is all about taking a mother's loving energy and swaddling her child in her hands, in her lap, in her arms, and getting that child to understand musculature muscle relaxation, and, you know, babies come out tight. They've been in that confined space for almost a year. 
And so we have to unwind them and unwrap them and then swaddle them for that same in utero feeling of security and introduce them slowly to this big world out here. And when we go back that far and start really loving them, it's that visceral and we're talking to them. So it's auditory. They're looking at us. So it's that visual. It's amazing. I agree with you. And this is really where we must focus and start in order to make changes that are permanent forever. So, I mean, adults have uh, choices, and and many of them won't choose to make a difference or be consistent. We can do that with our children, though. Yeah. And you and I can team up on people and convince them. (laughs) What? And you and I can team up on the adults and convince them. Yes, that's true. Okay, so I... Back on that path of your morning routine. So how much time, you know, you get up and you and you do your prayers and then you get into your meditations and 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 that takes you a couple hours, doesn't it? Yes. Usually uh, it's an hour or two or hour and a half every day. Yeah. And really, it, that's how I start my day. And then I say, who may I serve today? Put them in my path so that I may serve them. So that, too, I mean, it's amazing the things when you expect it. And I expect miracles today. You know, thank you. I am so grateful for all the miracles that are showing up today. Yeah. So you start your day in gratitude, appreciation, and anticipation. Yes. Yes. Anticipation of the good. Yes. Yeah. And then what do you do after that? Well, there's a lot of different things. It's according to the day. Either many times it is working on some of my projects, or um, I'm still a mentor of several people and just had a 9 o'clock call this morning. And so I do a lot of different things. It's not the same thing every single day. You know, I study, I'm doing um, a speech on August 12th in. So I'm talking to my speech coach, and we're, we're putting it together, and then practicing, because my goal is to touch people's heart, no matter who, and this is really all men who are very, um, have had a lot of, of life witnessing of challenges, so I mean, judges and police and, and different things like that, and different kinds of people like this that uh, I'll be talking to. And so it's a different audience than I usually speak to. So um, is this going to be live or virtual? Well, I can't really discuss it because it is security. So um, it will not, I'm going to do a Zoom, but it will not be able to be. It's uh, private. Yeah, it's a private Zoom. Okay. What's your topic going to be? How to be positive in a negative world. These are oh, people that the worst in life. And so I have some processes that I can show people. That I, if, no matter how hardened they are, if they will do just a few things, and they have a choice. You know, and I say, you know, these work. This is proven. It isn't because I said it. There are statistics and studies that show these processes work. And then you have a choice. It's very little. I, and I suggest that they start off with just thinking about 
three things that you have to look forward to that day or something that has happened that you find joy with in your family or with your pets. Also, um, the night before, think of things, three things that happened. And you don't even have to write it down. And these are people that may not write it down. Yeah. But if you think about it, it will change also your brain. Absolutely. So you do that, and then somewhere in the midst of that, you do some physical exercise every day. Yes. And you and you get clean, cleaned and tidied up, and mm-hmm. then you get into your self nourishment. What What are your dietary things like? What do you do with your foods? How do you eat? Well, one, I eat all organic. Yeah. So that everything is organic as much as possible. Well, and you have to because that's part of your whole identity. We didn't cover for the Sappington market that you were the lady who first introduced yes. organics into the St. Louis region. 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Was it only 20 or was it further? I think it was more than that, but I, you know, long time ago. <laughs> a leader, a thought leader, and then continuing to be a practicing role model for people. I can tell you, well, I brought it in because there were there were people who were sick and had cancer that asked me if I had organic food because no one had it. Yeah. And so I started bringing it in for those people who were sick. And um, I didn't sell a lot because there wasn't a big market for it. So I was able to take a lot home. I didn't make any money for the first year or two. And what I started doing, though, is I started going to women's groups, to church groups, to coffee groups, and teaching about the benefits of organic and why. And I am, I feel, and there's a number of things, not just one, but this is one major part that I am in perfect health because I have eaten organic food probably the last 30 years, not 20, 30 There's nothing that sells better than you being the product of what it is you're trying to proclaim to others to do. That's true. If you have to be an example, if people don't hear what you say, they see what you do. Right, exactly. So what, what kinds of things do you like to eat? Are you, do you eat meat and fish? Are you vegan? Are you? Well, I eat very little uh, I don't really don't eat any red meat at all. Um, very little chicken, only if it's organic, antibody-free. And very little fish, because now they're farm-raised and other things that are is not healthy for you. So yes. uh, mostly uh, vegetables. I have a service that I get daily harvest, which is all organic oh. vegetables that I add with um, lentils. And so that's what I have mostly, I have a, a smoothie with many, many things in it in the morning. Yeah. That, so that's how I start my day. A lot of different things that are very healthy for you. So that each morning is, is what I do as far as, as the first of the morning. Then um, I have my um, daily harvest, which is, again, organic, with organic lentils. And... Um, I have salad, you know, I 
Uh, by the way, and this is not a plug for Costco in a sense, but I can tell you that Costco has more organic foods than any other large chain. Really? Yes. Yes. So, um, I mean, I know that other local stores have are, have gotten smart and are bringing in more organic foods, but I can tell you that Costco has more than any other major, major chain. Wow. So do you go to Costco or do you order no, from them? I have delivered. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I don't really like to go all around the, in this huge store to the other end to get one thing. So, um, it's warehouse shopping. I'm not, I'm not really no, comfortable with that either. I pick out the things that I want and I'm able to, and they have organic spinach, organic eggs, which is uh, eggs are another thing that I, um, uh, have with the salad. Avocado is another. Um, so I have these things on a salad too many times. Fabulous. So how about hydration in water? Yes. Well, I I drink a lot of water, but I also put in some um, Speaking of which. And uh, drink all day long. I do, too, and it's amazing how different your skin feels yeah. and your whole digestion. And I had a, a chiropractor. I don't know why studying anatomy and physiology, I didn't really put this together, but um, there's a gal uh, who I did some really great work with, and she she really illuminated for me that drinking water is filling every single cell in your body when you're drinking enough of it, you know? So really when you have back disc issues, when you have joint issues, we have to remember that we need a lot of fluid to keep our joints fluid and our back is a bunch of joints. So drinking that water is going to really add to your flexibility, which is wonderful. That's so simple. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I drink water all day long with my electrolytes in it. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. So, Tessa, one of the things I'd like for us to do on, on our series is figure out times when we can, you know, right now we're both sitting in our home offices. I think it would be great to set it up so we can do some things in our kitchens and really take our, our audiences on a journey of our refrigerators and how we do our foods and set up the cameras and the sound so that we can really take people on a walk through that. I love that idea. And I think that, you know, people are interested in learning and it goes beyond the listening. It goes into the seeing and then it's really enabling the action. I mean, you know, look at the, the food channel is so popular I, I used to listen to the food shows on National Public Radio. Do you remember Epicurious? Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved that show. And the host was a gal who had the most relaxing voice, and she would just talk to you about all these different uh, recipes and foods and interview people about process and all that. But then when, when television started really um, videographing it, 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 is, it is amazing. It's so alive. And you can um, you can pull up things on YouTube. I'd love for us to do that because I think by example, if people saw what you were 
produce looked like if people saw you making your smoothie. I mean, it would be hilarious for one thing, but it could also be really healthy for people to learn that. I have a whole cabinet full of things, of powders yeah. that I use, and then I have organic spinach, and I also have organic applesauce that I add to it every day. Oh, my. So I have a lot of different things, organic strawberries. So well, what, those are frozen. So when it comes to that whole dimension, I was trained as a, as a, as a nutritionist when I was 19, which goes back a really long time, more than half, was it more than half a century? No, I'm proud to say it's not quite half a century, but it's a long time ago. It's more than 40 years ago. And, and one of the things that is still true, I mean, the basics never change. Applesauce, phenomenal for your digestive system every mm-hmm. day. If you want a, um, an experience in the most private room in your house, which is your bathroom, for doing a, um, a, a, a clean relief, applesauce is key. And keep things moving along with all the water. And then, you know, things like eating good whole milk, organic yogurt, and all the magic potions, really, that you and I both participate in daily. Well, it makes a major difference. It really affects every part of your body, too, yeah. including your mind. Absolutely. When, when you have junk uh, food, then it really uh, affects your intestines, but it also affects your mind because oh, yeah. it clogs up. And then it clogs your arteries and a lot of other things. And so... Uh, it's little steps. And one of the most important things I say when I'm talking about eating is stay away from sugar. Oh, my God. Sugar is one of the worst things that you can do. So, you know, it, it's a withdrawal because, you know, they say the sugar is more addictive than cocaine. So it really is important for you to decide that you're going to get off the sugar. And it will take a week and you'll have withdrawals. Yeah. I would suggest that is the best, most healthy thing that you can ever do. And I've found that it's easy. It's easier to not have one bite than to have one bite because it really is addictive. Yeah. Very few people can have one bite of something really sweet. So I have not eaten sweets in 30 years. So when you say sugar, are you talking about Plain old white sugar or raw sugar? Yes. What about all the fake sugars? I don't know, to tell you the truth. I'm, I'm not an authority on it, and I really can't tell you. I do know that, I again, I was the first person to bring in stevias, flavored stevias, 25 years ago, a whole shipper of different flavored stevias. And, and why is stevia different? It's a plant, and so... You know, just like an organic, and, and organic, too. It's a plant that is safe and healthy for you. So I use stevia and have for 30 years and really love it. I use the uh, vanilla cream. And so in anything that I have, or even an iced tea, if I want something sweet, or even, you know, one of the things I do is I bake sweet potatoes, uh, organic, and then I put a little stevia in it, and it makes it a great, it's sort of like a pudding. Yeah, I it put does. A, a almond milk in it also. Okay. It 
it really is the mission. <laughs> it's really it's a it's a matter of retraining your taste buds, and it's also I found uh, it was about forty years ago. I I wrote a cookbook, <clears throat> and what I did in that cookbook was I took all of our family recipes. My grandmother was Swedish. My other grandmother was Polish. My mom had all these recipes. My dad had all these recipes. And my grandmother, my Swedish grandmother, had had a restaurant and a bakery in Chicago. And so the recipes, uh, you know, almond paste and, and great coffee breads and all these wonderful things. Well, all of those recipes, I, I know how to make healthy. <clears throat> took a long time to cultivate that, to perfect it. And I enjoy those things very sparingly. Because it's easy to get into the abundance of it and just, you can get lost in there. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. So retraining our rituals and and not feeling like we're abandoning traditions, but just retraining our, our, our original traditions and making new habits is a, is a beautiful thing to do. I agree. And I say it's not what you give up. You have to it's time to look at it, too. Don't look at it as if you're giving up something. It's look at it as what you're gaining, that right. you're going to be more vibrant and live and run and play with your grandchildren. And what you're getting, always focus on what you're getting, not what you're giving up. Right. Because that's a little thing to give up for living full out and with vigor and vitality. Right. So one of the things I hear from people in, in terms of talking about you as, a, as an engaging person in these conversations and, and me wanting to get your wisdom, um, sharing what I already know, and then extracting from you additional things so that I'm learning and, and our listening audience is learning. Um, one of the things that people are talking so much about right now is during this virus and during the civil unrest here in 2020, and I know people talk about making everything that you record evergreen. Well, I, I disagree in this year because it's such a pivotal, important uh, year of crisis and opportunity for us. And I want these episodes to be markers of what's been going on in the world and in our culture. And, and people are talking about with, with the quarantine and the stay-at-home orders and just suggestions, the evenings get so lonesome. People are talking about drinking in the evenings or late afternoons, being lonely, uh, maybe if they're in, in the house with somebody else, you know, bickering. What, what are you doing in the evenings? Well, see, I would never get lonely. First of all, it's really learning to love yourself and learn to love being by yourself. Yeah. So, you know, I've had some challenges that I um, am really free of right now. So yeah. uh, it's really a sort of a joy to not have to wait on someone or have to be at anybody else's back to call. Yeah. So I will never get lonely. I mean, that, that's sort of my thing because I really love being with me. I love people. Yeah. And it energizes me to be around people. But I also really love to be by myself. I do a lot of things between reading. You know, I I look around and it's time to go to bed. So it really 
reading is, is a big thing for me. Yeah. I'm a big, big, uh, mostly on the brain and self-development, and um, all of these is, is my reading. There are many things, though, that I do um, that you can do in the evening. That, I mean, if you're learning, you know, take a little course. You know, on YouTube, they have different courses on other things. So there's so many things, and to me, that makes life exciting. Oh, yeah. When you are just sitting there with nothing to do and nothing to look forward to, what an awful waste. Yeah. Because there's so many things, you know, you could be thinking of others. You know, just making a phone call to someone that you know is stuck in or maybe ill. Those things, you know, make a plan of action to do kindness. You know, this kindness factor, I love this. Yeah. There are so many things that you can do every single day, and it makes you feel good. Right. Yeah, it really does. Mm-hmm. I love, I love, um, there's some evenings when I just completely kick back, and I, like in my in my office here, I'll, I'll lay back on, on the couch, and I will read, I will um, sometimes read my book right here, which I wrote, Build the Strength Within, and I will go back through it again and again because it really is about reminding me to build upon my inner strength. And sometimes I will just uh, relax into a movie. And, and I, I particularly like the old black and white movies that, you know, life was a simpler, different time, the Thin Man series, some of our, our ancient old movies with, um, you know, Doris Day and Rock Hudson and Cary Grant oh. and Myrna Loy. There's so many options. And with Internet TV, there's so many options on what it is we can take our mind into. So when people say, oh, TV is junk, not really, because you can travel the world to do that, you know, and, and just relax, right? Listen to music. And Netflix is a really good one, but I don't watch TV unless it is motivating, unless it is funny. Intentional. A documentary on a person's life. So those are the only things that I really enjoy. But I don't watch it. I don't really. It seems like every evening there isn't time for it. But it yeah. would be really nice right. if I could find something <laughs> that I would really enjoy. Yeah. I have not. <laughs> Negative. I, I refuse. You know, I refuse. I, I have a bubble. Yes. I am not going to let this negative stuff get into my mind or into my face. Yeah. It's kind of like what I said at the beginning. Oh, Katie holds the bar, you know, bar the door. Yes. No mm-hmm. negativity gets into this zone called my brain. Yes. So over your shoulder there uh, is your book. And I know you've got a copy of it in your hands there on your desk. I love that you got this project done because this was really important to you from outhouse to penthouse. It's your life story. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So was there really an outhouse? Yes. Uh, yes, there was. So you were born into rural. Arkansas. And you. Arkansas. Okay. With a, a, and I was born in a house, if you could call it that. Uh, with a hard dirt floor, no electricity, no running water, and an outhouse out back. So that's where I was born. That's where my mother was born and raised, as a matter of fact. Wow. 
So very, very primitive. Did you, most people would say, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. How did you survive it? But you actually thrived it. You know, I, I, I'm sorry about that. And I've asked many psychiatrists and psychologists, what makes one person thrive and another um, diminish? Not? Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, it, it's really the choices that we make in life in our perception of something. And I don't know how, but one psychiatrist said to me, resilience. Yep. That is really one word that resonated with me more than any because, you know, I had a sister and we looked at life totally different. Mine was I was going to find a way I was going to overcome no matter what it took. And hers was for me. I didn't have this. So for me. Yeah. So it's really our perception. We can change our perception and we can change also how we think about things. And one of the things when I'm mentoring someone, and I certainly am not a professional, I've learned a lot of things. One of the things that I always recommend a person that I'm working with is you read the, and go through Louise Hagg's and Heal Your Life Companion Workbook. So yeah. This is one of the things that, that if you want me to mentor you, it's really important for you to do that process. Absolutely. So if you go um, to Google and you go to Hay House, H-A-Y, you will find Louise Hay there. And Louise Hay, at a very young age, was diagnosed with cancer. And she said, no, thank you. I am not interested in this disease. I am going to learn everything about my mind. and, And I am going to evolve this out of me. And there's a process. It's not frivolous. It's very deep. But she she just died in the last two years in her late 80s, and she created Hay House Publishing, which is a powerhouse yeah. of publications of authors that she hand-selected, and her team continues to hand-select. There are many names that you will know, but I, 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 I invite you to Google Hay House and go and look at the, at the documents that and the books that... Um, uh, Tessa is recommending and also go to YouTube and go to Louise Hay and mm-hmm. heal your life. And you can listen to it. It's a, it's an hour. And then there's a couple of hours and you will get a brilliant exposure to what Tessa and I are talking about. This is not frivolous work. This is ancient wisdom. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. She has a lot of things on the inner child within, but I would really suggest that everyone get that companion workbook. Yep. If you want to make changes, that is. Yeah. If you want to make changes, it's really a great place to start. Yeah. So from outhouse to penthouse uh, came out when? It was last year. My launch was November 17th. And one of the things that I say that I think is really important my goal is always to, to identify or have a charity with whatever I'm doing, that, that I can find a way to benefit a charity, too. So with the book launch, the, the uh, hard bath was $25. So with the book launch, I had a dinner hotel, really catered, very, very nice, and I charged $50. Well, 25 I had been the books all signed, pre-signed. $25 was that 
I was raising for Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital. Oh, nice. I was able to give a $1,000 check to Cardinal Glennon's Hospital just from the book launch. Oh, yay. Yeah. I would, and there's a photo someplace. That <clears> I like to encourage, if you're in business, that charity is good for business. Yeah. Also, it's good for you. It makes you feel good. Yeah, it does. So anytime you can think of, even on Prime, you can do uh, a charity. So there's so many things that we can do, one, that will impact the world and others, and that we can make a difference. Yeah. So what Tessa and I are going to continue to do is be here every week on Tuesdays. So we have Tuesdays with Tessa. And my job is to just get her talking (laughs) and take the stories and help to share them in really um, inspiring ways and motivating ways so that you're curious and, you know, come here and take notes. Listen to the replays because they're on social media, on the Internet forever. And to take the the tidbits of practices, these, these practices that, that Tessa was talking about, the resources that we share with you, um, come to uh, com and please sign up for the e-news that goes out. This episode was blasted out so that you knew to be here so you could listen to it live and then also to be able to follow the links and find this episode posted on social media. It goes first out as a host of this show. It goes first out to my social media and then I take it and I link it over to Tessa's and it'll also include the link to the YouTube. So all the episodes off of the blog talk radio, are here on Blog Talk Radio. It's a K Factor. And they are uploaded automatically to iTunes so that you can get the audio file. Then they go out to Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and Tumblr. And then the Zoom call gets uploaded onto YouTube, the Dr. Dub Carlin channel. And from there, it is blasted out in the e-news so that you know to find us there. And there's a couple of geniuses who I'm working with who it's their job to make sure it happens without a hitch because we want you engaged here and, and looking forward to more. And if you have questions, if there, if there are <clears throat> curiosities that you have for either Tessa or I, I would invite you to please on our social media platforms Write your questions and say, you know what I'd really like to know? And let us become your your guide, your teacher. Let this be the um, Tessa Teachings, you know, the, the Tuesdays of Tessa Teachings. Because here's one of the things that I have found. And, and Tessa, uh, I've said this to you in a lot of different ways, but um, the mentorship relationship, in, a, in, a, in, in any kind of a friendship or business uh, connection is, is one of honoring the person who you're in the presence of. It's one of uh, allowing your own humility to be right there. And you and I have conversations, have had years of conversations about my humility and <laughs> lack thereof. <laughs> and over the last several years, 
my H factor, talk about the K factor, the H factor, the humility factor, has really grown in me. And for me, that has been one of the most refreshing things that I've allowed to evolve. Because in that, the learning that you open the door for is magnificent. Because for me, um, being a solopreneur, being in a position of leadership all across my life, leading whatever was going on, and, and then doing what I do professionally to take care of people, humility has been the opposite of my advocacy to go out there and make things happen. People are in crisis. My job is to turn it around and get them into solutions. I forgot to pay attention to that humility. So Tessa, being one of the safest people in the world for me, I turned to and said, you know what? (laughs) I need to learn some things from you. So can we start having some conversations? And graciously, and one of the things I know and love and appreciate about you, Tessa, is your graciousness. It's lovely. And I want people to see it and to hear it. And, and to walk into our space here. I mean, look at the beautiful environment that we're bringing people into. And over time, we're going to be walking you through Tessa's book, From Outhouse to Penthouse, and have her talk more about that. You can find it on Amazon. Just do Tessa Greenspan, and From Outhouse to Penthouse will pop up. And you can read her gorgeous story. You can get the Kindle version. You can get the hard copy. You can get the soft copy. But I encourage you to do that because in that, Tessa's gentility and humility really shine through. I don't know anybody, by the way, who has a Facebook page, and now she's got multiples. But her personal Facebook page, when you go there, you're not allowed to see anything that's icky. (laughs) There's nothing, no, right? And that's very intentional on your part. It is for yeah. years. I mean, it never. I've never wavered. Yeah, she never has wavered, and and there are thousands of people who go there now. It's interesting because during this virus, I think people have gotten so depressed and so overwhelmed in the internet because their work is requiring them to be there and to be zooming and all that. That both of our numbers have shifted a bit, and instead of posting hundreds of of receivers, it's a little bit different, but. Please take the time and go to Tessa Greenspan on Facebook. And guess what, Tessa? We've been going for an hour. Our time is up. Impossible. You know. So, and they can follow me. I I can't accept any more friends, but they can follow you. They can follow me. Tessa yeah. Greenspan. And whoever wants to go on my website, TessaGreenspan.com. So uh, then I have things, and I'm putting books on there too. Mm-hmm. So on that note, I am going to say. A tutelur until next time and we hope you come back and join us and play this over and over again thank you I love you so much Tessa thank you for being my friend and being here mm-hmm. alright peace out friends we're going to sign off and on blog talk radio we're signing out too thank you very much <laughs>